0: You are listening to the Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique, so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merit Khan and Julie Holmes.
1: I'm Merit. Are you open to it? Con. I'm the sales technique expert on this team.
2: And I'm Julie. There's an app for that, Holmes. I represent the technology side of this duo. Every week, we solve one of your big sales challenges
1: from a smarter sales technique and technology perspective. By the end of each episode, you will have new ideas about your sales attitudes, skills, and action plans, and the tech strategies Tips and tools to make it easy to execute.
2: We love that we are the premier sales podcast on C Suite Radio, reaching a global community of people who are committed to sales success. They're so smart.
1: (laughs) They sure are. Well, today's sales challenge comes from Steve in Colorado. Wait to hear this question. It's so good. He writes, Prospects are constantly telling me that they're interested, but it's not the right time. How can tech and technique help me qualify prospects and nurture them so they turn into clients? Oh,
2: Steve, buddy, that is like the million-dollar sales question because I have some very strong feelings about follow-up. I mean, I don't like to brag, but okay, it's not bragging at all. I hate follow-up. I hate hate it
1: too. I mean, so let me get this straight. The tech expert and the technique expert both hate follow-up.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I know we have to do it, right? We we both know, right? That the money is in the follow-up. That's true. But it is a bit like dragging nails on a chalkboard that whole thing and it's probably one of the reasons why i have spent so much of my time researching tech that makes that follow-up more palatable and more easy I mean, for me, I know the two big tech solutions that I think could help everybody with follow-up around syncing their lists. And then the second thing would probably be around some cool big brother tech. But I imagine you've probably got some cool techniques that would make this a lot Easier for me to stomach too, right? Absolutely.
1: Although I'm, I'm excited to hear about the big brother technique. That sounds cool, but I think, yeah, I don't like to, I don't like follow up either. And the reason I don't like it is because it takes me so much time, or at least it used to before I really understood the two techniques I want to share today, which I call the great qualifying question and the qualifier's mindset.
2: Oh, there's a question. I'm so excited. This is gonna
1: make it so much easier
2: for me. All right, Merrick, give it to me. I can take it.
1: Well, Steve said that prospects are telling him that they're interested, but it's not the right time. So the qualifying question, the great qualifying question is, are you ready? Drum roll. Can I get a drum roll, Julie? (laughs) When they say that to you, you say, I'd be happy to follow up with you, but if you're open to it, can I ask you a question first? Did you hear it? Did you hear my famous phrase? I didn't think it would take you very
2: long to get to the,
1: are you open to it phrase? I am famous for that because it it sets the stage, right? Nobody wants to admit that they're not open to something. Mm. So if we first set the stage for the great qualifier question by asking somebody, are you open to me asking you a question? Then they're going to say, yes. Now they're really tuned in and they're listening to what you're going to say. And here comes the great qualifying question. Simply this. I'm leaning in. Tell it to me. (laughs) When people ask me to follow up with them, some of them actually hope I don't. If that is you, would you be okay telling me no? Or do you really want to hear from me at some point? Wait,
2: wait. So you're telling me that you can just outright, no hesitation, just ask, like, are you in
1: or are you out? Yeah, exactly. Because what happens is, You get all these people crowding your pipeline and you think they're actually interested in talking to you when all that was really happening was they're just nice people and they don't want to make you feel bad by telling you no. So it's much easier for them to just give you a stall and a put off and this objection of just follow up with me later. They are hoping that you are so unorganized that you are not going to call them back that's what they're banking on. And so, yeah. So so wait, what do you do if they just say no? You know what? They weren't going to be a qualified prospect in the first place. So I say, great. Thanks for being honest. Let me ask you one other question before we hang up. Is there something you were hoping I might have said? as it relates to your blah, blah, blah problem.
2: Oh, so so you actually use that even as an opportunity to
1: redirect? Of course. Just because they tell me that they're not interested doesn't mean I'm going to accept that at the first moment that they say it. I'm going to test that interest to see if I could turn that around by getting closer to what the real issue might be for them. So how
2: does that typically work, Merit? Like, what kind of experience have you had using this particular technique?
1: You know, I just shared this technique with a group that invited me to do a virtual program for the remote sales team. I taught them the great qualifying question technique on Monday. On Tuesday, their assignment was to make as many calls as they could to people who were in their pipeline, just kind of stuck in that holding pattern. They're interested, but they weren't really going anywhere. And here's what happened. On Mm -hmm. average, as you can imagine, it was the same old 80-20 rule that we've heard about in other areas, right? 80% of the prospects who said that they were interested at one time took the opportunity once they called them back to say, actually, I'm really not interested when they were asked directly and the other 20% said I'm actually glad you called let's set up a time when we can talk I am interested this is a better time and so what was great about that was that this team really got a chance to see that that the 80% that was crowding out their pipeline and wasn't a good opportunity for them in the first place, they took those out of the pipeline. And now what happened was the salespeople looked in, at that and said, oh, well, we better go out hunting for new prospects because our pipeline has dried up.
2: Oh, so that's really interesting. So by having a, a more stringent qualification process during those that questioning and during that prospecting phase... It sounds like they cleaned up their pipeline and the result was that they had well one a more realistic pipeline which we know is super valuable to every business.
1: Exactly. Right?
2: Every every CEO of every company
1: wants a realistic pipeline. Exactly. And the the sales managers were super happy because Every week these salespeople would be marching in their office like, oh yeah, you know, the I've got a lot in the pipeline, but the sales managers were now able to see that what the pipeline really was. They were able to make better forecasts and predictions about what sales would really look like in the future based on a more realistic pipeline. Okay.
2: So if they say yes, but not
1: now Merit, what happens? Well that's easy. Then the, the, the question is simply, well, great. You got a calendar? Let's pick a day. And you get it scheduled. So you just put it right on with, let's pick a day. And if we have to reschedule it later, we can? Yeah, let's get on the calendar. last thing I would want is that I'm chasing you down. And you know we're playing a lot of phone tag back and forth in a month. Why don't we just put something on the calendar? And then that way, if we need to move it, we can. But this way, we'll have some time carved out that we can plan around and because you've already asked them the qualifying question
2: they're not surprised or hesitant to pick a day right exactly huh that's genius I w- merit
1: i will say that some people make a mistake of at that point when they've got somebody on the on the phone and they're ready to make an appointment even if it's in the future they'll then i've then heard people say well i'll send you my scheduling link and while that is great tech and i love that that piece of tech that i use don't go backwards if you've got somebody in a conversation schedule it and then say okay great i'm sending you a meeting invite but don't leave it into put the ball in their court to then schedule something if you've got them live in a conversation
2: you've hit the nail on the head when it comes to tech I know that I can certainly, because, you know, there's an app for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can certainly, you know, find myself sometimes leaning on technology as a crutch or as like a get out of jail free card. Mm. But what you're saying is exactly what I tell everybody when we speak about technology, particularly in sales, is tech is there to further your sales, not to take you backward in sales. Exactly.
1: So if it's not
2: helping you get to the next stage then you probably
1: aren't using the right tech. Speaking of using the right tech, I'm so excited I want to hear your tech solutions. Well, I'll tell you the first one is really
2: comes down a little bit to time management. So when it comes to follow up for me and certainly, you know, the corporate teams that I work with, particularly when you've got an an organization that has a CRM system, a customer relationship management system, everybody's got Outlook calendars, everybody's probably using some kind of personal to-do list. So one of the big challenges that I see that tech can help to solve when it comes to follow-up is something I like to call everything plus a sync. And by sync, I mean S-Y-N-C, sync. And the idea is that one of the challenges that we face is that there's just so many different lists all over the place that I get overwhelmed with what I should be following up on. I don't get that emotional pat on the back for checking things off my list. And so one of the cool tools that I love to share with teams are these synchronization tools. And there's lots of different ones. There's a couple that are worth mentioning here. The first one is a tool called SyncGene. S-Y-N-C-G-E-N-E. And I'll put all of these in the show notes so everybody can get links to these apps that I reference. Um, And SyncGene is a great tool for synchronizing multiple calendars. So if you have a personal calendar and you have a work calendar and you want to get everything synchronized so that you have one to-do list sync gene can do that and it can do it across outlook and google calendars which are two of the most common calendars that people use
1: wow that would be amazing
2: (laughs) i'll tell you what it has saved my bacon on more than one occasion (laughs) especially if you are using some of that technology that you referenced just a minute ago like you know, schedule a meeting with me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, those things look at your calendar to see what your availability is. And a lot of them don't support multiple calendars. Some do, and we should definitely talk about that at some point. But that's a great tool to make sure that you kind of have that one view of the truth. The other tool when it comes to everything and a kitchen sink or everything plus a sink is a a tool called Zapier. And Zapier is really cool because it's like an if-then tool that crosses Mm -hmm. just about everything. So imagine being able to set up a rule that says every time a new task gets assigned to me in my CRM, go put it on my to-do list. Oh, And every time I check it off on my to-do list, I want you to go back and I want you to update my CRM. Or I want you to send me an email if I haven't done this task by a certain date. So Zapier allows us to connect virtually any application on the internet and in our systems with a very simple if-then set of logic. If this happens
1: in system A, go do this for me in system B. That sounds amazing. Um, do they have an app for that, like for my teenager? Because what I would like is <laughs> every time I, make a, I bring the groceries in, you unload them along with the dishwasher, take out the garbage, like if this then that does not work for teenagers. <laughs> it turns out that while there is an
2: app for most things, I have yet to find an app for teenagers. <sighs> but maybe if you made a TikTok dance, maybe that would work.
1: <laughs> well, I'll I'll work on that. In the meantime, the that sink gene that you talked about, that's just genius because I I am one of those people, I make a list, and then one of the things on the list is put this on another <laughs> list. So I guess that's the zappier yeah. piece of it, but I, I am a list connoisseur. I have lists everywhere, and I have calendars everywhere, and the idea of all of those things talking to each other so that I wasn't doing all this multiple. I mean, I might have time to actually follow up with qualified prospects if all of that stuff was working better. (laughs) That takes us to the next
2: great question, right? Which is, I don't love to follow up. Even if I have it on my list, Merit, here's my problem. I look at it and I go, "Uh, I could find something else to do right now, anything other than this. So I know that one of the things that you
1: are really good at is around sales mindset So have you got anything that can help with that? I absolutely do. And you really hit the nail on the head because even if we had all the time in the world, you may not follow up with a prospect because if in your mind you think, this is a total waste of my time, it almost doesn't matter what I've taught you to say because you're not gonna pick up the phone in the first place. So the second tip that I have on technique, I call the qualifiers mindset. So it's it's as simple as this. Like, uh, I'm going to give you an, an example. I actually did an emotional intelligence assessment for a coaching client recently, and he was really frustrated about a, a follow-up situation just like what we're talking about. On that assessment, I learned that he had a very high level of empathy for other people. So that means he was really good at putting himself in other people's shoes. And so mm. he, you know, as soon as somebody said, oh, I'm so busy – then he actually bought into that like it was the truth. Whether or not that person's busy or not, he took that on like, oh, that must be true for them. And then he also had a really low level of assertiveness. So this guy, even if he had the cure for actual cancer, probably wouldn't tell you about it. We don't want to feel... Pushy or salesy or aggressive. That feeling has made me question whether or not I was good enough for sales. Exactly. So that's why even when I teach a technique like the great qualifying question, somebody with high empathy and low assertiveness is going to go, oh, that's a great technique. And they will never use it. (laughs) Mm. So you really have to balance out. You have to be able to stand in your confidence and Power to say you know what my offer may not be a perfect fit for everybody but it is a really solid offer it does solve a problem and if I'm able to have a good conversation with somebody they can discover for themselves whether or not this is appropriate for them to buy and all I'm doing my sales mindset is just I'm giving people an opportunity To say yes or no. And either way is fine, but it's not for me to decide that you're not interested in hearing about it. And that's the most important thing.
2: That's a great philosophy to have around it. And this idea that, you know, clearly whatever it is that we're selling, whether, you know, we're selling a a virtual program to a corporate audience, or whether we're consulting, or whether we're selling product. Each of those things we deliver because we believe it brings value to our clients. And so that's what we have to remember. What you're saying is make sure that you know why you're selling. Exactly. And the value of it so that if you see that opportunity to follow up and you know you've called out the people who are definitely not interested, yes. then that should make it a lot easier for us from a mindset perspective to go, yeah, I could pick up the phone and make that call.
1: Exactly. And that's why that great qualifying question is so important in the front end, because if they tell you, yeah, I'd like to hear from you, it's just not a good time, then your mindset doesn't work against you. And when you see them pop up in your CRM or one of your many to-do lists like I have, then you know it is the right thing to do to, to call them because... It, you do have something that could really help.
2: I think that's brilliant. you know, and i've got I've got one other tech solution that I would love to share. and and I call it the Big Brother Tech. And marketing has been using big brother tech for a long time now. Um, and I think sales doesn't use it enough. And and I think what you were saying just a minute ago about making sure that people are interested and in qualifying them is really valuable. And one of the things that we do from a tech perspective is that it enables us to know just the right time to follow mm. up. So it's great to know the right people to follow up with, but those people have a lot going on. Right, exactly. And with that, it's hard for us as sales professionals to know, now's the right time to call them. So there's some cool technology, which, you know, like I said, I call big brother tech, but it's really sales document tracking technology. You can imagine for a second that you've written up a proposal for a great client. Now, this is exactly what I did, right? I had a client, um, you know, this was a, an awesome prospect. We hit it off. It looked like my solution was going to be a great fit for them. And this sale was going swimmingly. They got busy. Some stuff started happening in the organization. And the next thing you know, I'm kind of being put on the back burner. And I thought, eh, it looks like this lead's not going anywhere. What a shame. They were such a good prospect. But The proposal that I had crafted and sent to them had monitoring on it, which meant that as soon as they opened
1: that, I got a notification letting me know that they were looking at my proposal. So you thought it was dead, but then you learned that, hey, it's not dead, they're actually considering it.
2: Exactly, and not only did I get a notification that they had opened it, I got a notification that they had forwarded it to two other people. Wow. And so just like that, a lead that I thought was dead was actually resurfaced alive back from the crypt. And it was super exciting. And the best part was, was that rather than waiting until my designated time to follow up with them on my to-do list, I knew that that was the time to call them. And so I gave them a call and said, I just wanted to check back in with you. And they turned around and said, You're never going to believe it, Merritt. They
1: said, It's so funny that you <laughs> called. We were just talking about you. Wow. That is a little big brother, <laughs> but I love it. It
2: is. And this tool is a tool called DocSend, and there's others that are like it. So we're really looking for things that track document opens. The other cool thing that DocSend does for me is it also lets me see how much time they spend in my documents. Mm. And not just how much time they spend in the document at a whole, but how much time they spend on every page of that document. Wow. So if I'm producing collateral or proposals or any kind of a follow-up report, I can see what they're most interested in. And that is one of the coolest things that we can use technology for in sales, and that is data and analytics so that we know what's really working and making sure that we do more of that and less of the things that aren't working. You
1: know what I love about that whole story is that having that tech actually shifted your mindset, right? You saw that they were looking at it and then you got excited and you could tell which pages that they're interested in that gives you more confidence and strength in your pursuit of them in the first place that's genius I love I love that marriage of tech and technology there Ah that you are so true I never really thought about that until just now you are absolutely right that
2: that changes the way that I think about sales because I know now I have statistical evidence right. that they're interested yeah. Well, I know, Steve, this has been super insightful, and I'm really grateful that you shared that question. That's
1: awesome. Excellent question. Thank you so much, Steve. And listeners, this week's challenge for you, from the four distinct ideas that we shared in this episode, mine were the great qualifying questions and the qualifier mindset. And mine was around the, that sinking technology and the big brother tech what's the one thing that you're going to put into action today will you use one of the technique strategies you heard will it be one of the tech tools that julie shared what's the one thing you can do right now to be in action so there
2: you have it you don't have to spend money you don't have to waste time you can apply techniques you can apply some tech tools and you can really improve your follow-up strategies All of us, not just Steve, but every
1: single one of us listening to this podcast. So tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Sales Show. Next week's episode. Are you ready for this, Julie? This is so good. Next next week's episode. All right. Tell me what we're going to be talking about. Referrals. Oh, oh, I I get so excited about referrals. Absolutely. Referral business is some of the easiest business you can get if you know how to do it. So we're going to talk about how tech and technique can help you get more referral business, that referral business you deserve.
2: I love it. So if you're listening right now and you think, boy, there's one thing, if there was just one thing I could get some help with, well, here's your big chance. You get to send it to us because we are collecting questions to answer on air. So send an email to The Smarter Sales Show. You can reach us at hello at com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. I've put links to all of the apps I've referenced in here. And there's also links to more deep dive segments if you want to learn even more.
1: So subscribe to our email list at thesmartersalesshow.com so you're in the know about some special offers that we'll be having for listeners coming up. Until next week, sell more and stress less. But most importantly, sell smarter with tech and technique. I'm Merit Khan And I'm Julie Holmes. Thanks for listening. Oh, and stay tuned. We've got
2: some bloopers for you, too.
0: (laughs) Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to The Smarter Sales Show. If you want tech and technique solutions to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when new episodes are released, visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at the com. Oh, can I put lipstick on? Hold on. Yeah. Do I
1: need some? Probably. Whenever possible, to pretend to be a proper grown up, I like to try that.
2: My mullet's coming in beautifully, don't you think? Isn't this in the front, party in the back.
0: Oh, that's that's a period there, John. <laughs> yo, be sure to tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Shell Show, yo. Send an email to hello, that's hello, at com.
2: Perfect, that was awesome.